It's time to relax, grab a drink, pull up a chair by the hearth, and have a seat in the Scald Circle to listen to the tale of the witch's excursion from Ireland, as told by Casimir. Before we begin our story, we wanted to remind you that we release new tales for free every week. Our shorter tales release on Wednesdays, and our longer chapter stories release on every other Saturday. Find out where you can hear them on our website at thescaldcircle.com. And be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out on one of our enchanting tales from around the world. And this is the tale of the witch's excursion. Seamus Rowe awakened from his sleep one night by noises in his kitchen. Stealing to the door, he saw half a dozen old women sitting around the fire, jesting and laughing. His old housekeeper, Madge, quite frisky and gay, helping her sister Crohn's to cheering glasses of punch. He began to admire the impudence and imprudence of Madge, displayed in the invitation on the riot, but recollected on the instant of her officiousness in urging him to take a comfortable posset which she had brought to his bedside just before he fell asleep. Had he drunk it, he would have been just now deaf to the witch's glee. He heard and saw them drink his health in such a mocking style as nearly to tempt him to charge them. Besom in hand, but he restrained himself. The jug being emptied, one of them cried out, It's the time to be gone! And at the same moment, putting on a red cap, she said, Hi over to England! Making use of a twig which she held in her hand as a steed, she gracefully soared up the chimney and was rapidly followed by the rest. But when it came to the housekeeper, Seamus interposed. By your leave, ma'am, said he, snatched the twig and cap. Ah, you disdainful old crocodile! If I find you here on my return, there'll be wigs on the green. Hi over to England! The words were not out of his mouth when he was soaring above the ridgepole and swiftly ploughing through the air. He was careful to speak no word, being somewhat conversant with Witchlore, as the result would be a tumble and the immediate return of the expedition. In a very short time they had crossed the Wicklow Hills, the Irish Sea, and the Welsh Mountains, and were charging at whirlwind speed the hall door of a castle. Seamus only for the company in which he found himself would have cried out for pardon, expecting to be mummy against the hard oak door in a moment. But all bewildered, he found himself passing through the keyhole, along the passage down a flight of stairs, and through a cellar door keyhole before he could form any clear idea of his situation. Waking to full consciousness of his position, he found himself sitting on a stallion, plenty of lights glimmering around, and he and his companions with full tumblers of frothing wine in hand, hobnobbing and drinking health as jovially and recklessly as if the liquor was honestly come by. And they were sitting in Seamus' own kitchen. The red cap has assimilated Seamus's nature for the time, being to that of his unholy companions. The heady liquor soon got into their brains, and a period of unconsciousness succeeded the exity, the headache, and turning round the barrels and the scattered sight of poor Seamus. He woke up under the impression of being roughly seized and shaken and dragged upstairs and subjected to a disagreeable examination by the lord of the castle in state parlour. There was much derision among the whole company, gentle and simple, on hearing Seamus's explanation. And, as the thing occurred in the Dark Ages, the unlucky Leinster man was sentenced to be hung as soon as the gallows could be prepared for the occasion. 
The poor Hibernian was in the cart proceeding on his last journey, with a label on his back and another on his breast, announcing him as the remorseless villain who for the last month had been draining the casks in my lord's vault every night. He was surprised to hear himself addressed by his name and in his native tongue, by an old woman in the crows. Ach, Seamus Alana, is it going to die you're in a strange place without your red cap? These words infused hope and courage into the poor victim's heart. He turned to the Lord and humbly asked leave to die in his red cap, which he supposed had dropped from his head in the vault. A servant was sent for the headpiece, and Seamus felt lively hope warming his heart while placing it on his head. On the platform, he was graciously allowed to address the spectators, which he proceeded to do so in the usual formula composed for the benefit of flying stationers. Good people all, a warning take me. And when he had finished the line, my parents reared me tenderly, he unexpectedly added, by Yero and Rue, etc. And the disappointed spectators saw him shoot up obliquely through the air in the style of a skyrocket that had missed its aim. It is said the Lord took the circumstance much to heart, and never afterwards hung a man for twenty-four hours after his offence. And that is the tale of the witch's excursion from Ireland. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, we recommend taking a look at our Patreon page, as noted in the description below. You can earn great rewards while also supporting us, to keep these stories alive for generations to come. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your podcast app and leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed this story. A special thank you to Kat for their support this month. Without your contribution, we wouldn't be able to continue these stories, and we truly appreciate it. Visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current events, news, and much more. Not only that, but you can also visit our story archive of every tale we have ever told. It's sorted by origin and region for the convenience of your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening to our story.